Broadcasting from a skyscraper owned by millionaires for a company who shares are traded on Wall Street. It's the Wilkow Majority. Oh boy, really? <laughs> you had to play Guatemalan music. I right, just real quick before we get to your piece on on the uh, and, and Dick Morris has actually been sounding the alarm on this too that that there are so many holdovers in the Obama State Department. Tell me why you moved to Guatemala, Steve Hecht. Why did you? What made you want to pick up and leave? Because I want I'm going to ask the question on the air that I asked you off the off the air about living under under a different set of rules than the Constitution. Why Guatemala? Why 1972? What what made you move down there? I knew somebody when I was at school who was from there, and I thought that I could find some opportunity trying to create business between Guatemala and the United States with his contact and my contacts, and that's the reason I I moved there. And what's the business? Oh, I tried lots of them. Uh, Furniture business, rubber gloves, uh, uh, pulp and paper mill, all kinds of things. Wow. Now, I just I asked you off the air. I said, I, you know, I, I, I always question when people, you know, if you watch some of these uh, these real estate shows and people are moving to foreign foreign countries to buy their little slice of the beach or whatever, I always say, well, that comes with not living under the United States Constitution. I, I think as, as as a constitutionalist, it would be weird for me to face law enforcement in a foreign a foreign government. And I'm not talking about when you're on the beaches of the Dominican Republic or you're you're vacationing somewhere where you're pretty much staying around the resort. I'm talking about in day-to-day life, living without like innocent until proven guilty and that sort of thing. Yes, that's true. Uh, in many places, you're guilty until proven innocent, or you're guilty if the government wants you to be guilty, regardless of the facts or the evidence. And as a matter of fact, that happens in Guatemala today because of the United States government of Barack Obama. Well, it's like, uh, let's see, you, you said you were in various businesses. You opened a business that put, uh, let's say, the police chief's brother-in-law out of business, and all of a sudden, they don't like you anymore. That's the problem, lack of rule of law. That's why a lot of business doesn't happen in poor countries. It's centralization and abuse of power. The United States is built on rule of law, separation of powers. The individual is the basis of society, and you never can take the individual's rights away for the greater good. You must go through due process of law. This is one of the problems today uh, in U in the U.S. We've been we've been hearing a lot of people have been sounding the alarm, especially as it relates to the State Department, that so many in the tail tail end of the Obama administration, so many political appointees were given civil service jobs and therefore can't be removed by Donald Trump. So even though he is the president, Tillerson's his secretary of state, there are so many people in the State Department that are working completely against his agenda. The State Department is completely undermining the Trump agenda in Guatemala. It's supporting Castro Maduro allies who are keeping Guatemala-Mexico border open for an increased flow of illegal people and drugs. And it's happening under Trump because the State Department is undermining him. So let me tell tell me about Luis, uh, if I'm saying it right, Ariaga? Ariaga, Luis Ariaga. Luis Ariaga was uh, nominated by Trump in July, confirmed in August, and arrived in Guatemala on October 3rd, last week. He's a diplomat. Uh, he's the ambassador. 
and he's replacing probably the most nefarious ambassador that the United States has ever had in Guatemala, uh, Todd Robinson. And it seems like Ariaga, I mean, he's only been there one week, so it's hard to say, but it seems like he's continuing the State Department policy. And of course, the Undersecretary for Political Affairs of the State Department, Tom Shannon, one of the architects of the Obama policy, he was overridden by Trump's National Security Council and his chief of staff, John Kelly, who yesterday in a press briefing in Washington said that there's a flow of goods of uh, people coming through Central America and Mexico by land. Once you get into Mexico, you're as good as in the United States. Now that's what's bizarre because you know, we, we talk about the Geneva Convention and refugee status, but Mexico is a democracy not embroiled in a war. So why, why are these people able to leapfrog through Mexico to come to the United States and claim refugee status. Did you just say Mexico's a democracy? Well, they have they have a vote. I, I don't know if it's, I, you know, I mean. <laughs> well, they have cartels, and those criminal cartels control territory, and the Mexican government can't do anything with those cartels. <laughs> and I just wrote an article in the Daily Caller. It was published um, on, on Tuesday, <clears throat> three days ago, about an interview I did with a coyote. And that coyote said, takes four days, take you that long driving, unless you wanted to not sleep very much. And they go in air-conditioned buses, they eat regular meals, they stay in decent hotels, they take no risk because they're paying off Mexican government officials and the cartels. So they have protection all the way through Mexico. But. What's ama- what's also amazing about this, and I'm going to ask you about George Soros because I know he always has his hand in in, in these migrant flows because he thinks that you know borders are are evil. You have the the leaders of these countries: Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, uh, maybe not so much Costa Rica, uh, all complaining about about Trump's effort to stop this flow. What I don't get is. We give them massive amounts of food. What did we give Guatemala? Eighty-eight million last year. It was something like that. It, it it's up there. We're giving Guatemala money so they can build infrastructure, run healthcare and education, promote security. But then the people are fleeing here, saying they're fleeing poverty and violence. Well, one one of these is the problem. Either we should stop giving them the money, or we should expect accountability for it. That money is pure cover. What Obama was doing in Guatemala was imposing the descendants, the successors of the Castro-supported guerrillas from Guatemala's armed conflict that lasted 36 years and nominally ended in 1996. And he put their allies in key government positions, like in charge of, of the Ministry of Interior, which controls the police, and they give protection to the descendants of those guerrilla groups, and they are ruling the local people in such a way that they increase poverty, they increase violence, and there is no state presence, especially in the border areas. This is United States policy. So the money is just a distractor to 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 pretend that we're actually doing something. They're doing a huge amount of damage. So let me guess, they were Marxist revolutionaries or something like that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> why do why why do Democrats love Marxist revolutionaries so much? That's a very good question. <laughs> and and you know, I can tell you exactly what they're doing and what's happening, but if I give you an answer to that, it's uh, psychology, it's speculation. All I can say is they're doing it. 
So we're sending we're sending all this money down there. They're sending us the people. And Trump is the bad guy for wanting to stop it. Like I said, if I could ever give him the elevator pitch, I would say you need to have a review, a real, because this is just part of the budget, right? We've just come accustomed to giving these countries money. I believe it was $88 million because I've, they've since taken, they used to have a, an easy to read breakdown on USAID.gov and it, it's since gone away. Um, George Soros, where does he fit into all of this? George Soros, of course, supports the leftist agenda. I mean, George Soros put out a big report on this in International uh, Commission Against Impunity in Guatemala. It was created by the United Nations and the government of Guatemala to uh, fight uh, illegal state security apparatuses in Guatemala. And what it does is it protects illegal security apparatuses in Guatemala, especially along the border. If Trump wants to reduce the flow of illegal people and drugs, illegal migrants, that is, and drugs through Mexico into the United States. Guatemala is the key. It's the unlocked back door. And it's his own government that is promoting it. And all he has to do is look inside the State Department, start with Tom Shannon, who they already overrode on Venezuelan sanctions, and look at, at, at the holdovers of the Obama government, and they can do the job, but they haven't looked yet. Okay, so play, that, play psychologist for a second, because you just went over that, and I have your piece in front of me, and you finish up with what you said about uh, the Castro-supported guerrilla, guerrilla fighters in the armed conflict, and you write, Obama's administration placed their allies in key government positions, especially the judiciary, where they protect the gangs. Now, during the Reagan years, we actually sent special forces into Colombia to protect judicial officials so they could prosecute the gangs and the cartels. Why would... Uh, why... What I must be missing the big picture here. Why would they want to support the cartels? The cartels are criminal enterprises. They use murder as a as a way of keeping people in line. We have seen what we have seen. Look, I'm from Long Island originally. We have seen what MS-13 has been uh, capable of. Uh, you know, with these machete attacks. I mean, they they are they are essentially a terrorist group. Is, there, is, is this something that Obama and Soros thought they had or think they have to tolerate to get to some big picture, big agenda item? Why would they want to protect the criminal cartels? I suppose that's right. The uh, I mean, Obama threw the Castros a line when Venezuela was, was crumbling. Uh, that's when Obama changed his policy to Cuba, which was going to increase the flow of, of dollars going into Cuba, tourism like that. He was also embraced Chavez. You ever see a picture of Obama with Chavez where he wasn't smiling? I haven't. And <clears throat> that's who he is. That's who he, he, that's what his policies were. And in Guatemala, they supported exactly the same people. A, Venezuela is a hellhole for the average citizen. Well, of course. Cuba under Castro was a hellhole for the average of course. citizen. Most of the, and again, this is why we're told these people are coming here from Central America. These countries that have vibrant coastlines and largely beautiful, a beautiful terrain are miserable so why why would we want to certify it validate it imported what is it about this suffering and I, I and i i think if i take it to the far end conclusion that they see it as fair because everybody is suffering equally in venezuela right the the marxist revolutionaries it's not about bringing the bottom up it's about bringing the top down it's about making everything radical egalitarianism if everyone's waiting on a 6 hour line for beans and rice it's fair because everyone is waiting 6 hours Correct. that's that's human misery 
yes, and that's exactly what they're trying to impose on Guatemala. And maybe people in the United States don't know, don't care. But what they do care about is illegal drugs. And they do care about illegal immigration, and that is coming through Guatemala. Now, the Guatemalan people, especially the poor indigenous people, are very good people. They're industrious. There are about 3 million of them in the United States, sending back about $7 billion a year in remittances to their families. They work well. They're responsible people. And they would like to be able to do the same thing where they come from. They don't want to be here. They'd rather be there, but there's no opportunity there. Now, that is not the fault of the United States, but the Obama policy absolutely exacerbated it. They attacked businesses. They tried to make everybody equally miserable, as you just said. But, okay, even in the most poor countries, somewhere in Bangladesh, there's an enclave of wealth and luxury that if you were an American and you had a business interest, you're probably not staying in some weird mud hut or something there's got to be like a marriott there right and in, in, in what's <laughs> life like if you are in the upper class of guatemala where 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 is the enclave geographically what is life like separate and far away from the poverty you're describing it's been very nice but under obama and that's why there's an opportunity to change it obama Put those people, the wealthy people, on the receiving end. Some of them, they're divided. Some of them work very well with these radical uh, Marxists. But others... The bourgeois uh, socialists? Yeah. Penthouse Bolsheviks? Yeah. Kind of like that. It's a little bit different. Basically, what unites them is power and money. They like power and money, and they don't really care about what happens to the average people. But there is a sector of Guatemalan society, wealthy Guatemalans, who are today victims the courts will put them in jail regardless of evidence, regardless of the law, because today there's a dictatorship of the judiciary. This is what Obama has achieved. And the Trump administration is supporting that UN commission, which it shouldn't be. It hasn't taken a good look. And it supports the attorney general. And the attorney general is part of this. And They are misusing the law. They are abusing power. And so there are wealthy Guatemalans who are victims today of exactly that. Now they know how it feels. And now they know that the only way for their country to develop and the only way for them to have security is rule of law, decentralization, separation of powers. Let people have an opportunity to work. And the poor people are very good workers and they will produce down there like they produce here if they change that system. That is the opportunity that's there today. And it's unfortunate that the Trump administration is is not looking at it and letting those Obama holdovers in state led by Tom Shannon continue to run this policy that is destroying that country and is going to make them into that egalitarianly miserable group of people that you were just referring to. Steve Hecht is joining us in the studio. We're going to send his piece out uh, from the Daily Caller out on uh, the content. It's holdovers will continue Obama's agenda until Trump puts his foot down. So are you worried at all about your your own well-being down there if you're saying these things? It is a problem. It is a concern. Um, I don't think that uh, you know Donald Trump doesn't know me and doesn't pay any attention to me. Well, I'm talking about the locals. I mean, I mean yeah. you're, you're basically saying the government's corrupt, the judiciary's corrupt, the right. attorney general's corrupt, the gangs are running the situation. I mean, are, are you worried at all that your words may have consequences there? You mean negative consequences to me personally? Yeah. It's not impossible. 
I don't think so, mainly because uh, Guatemala has had freedom of expression up until the Obama years, and now they're, it's being reduced. And part of the reason I speak out is exactly that. And I think that my being an American citizen uh, is, is something that they have to consider, that I can come up here and go on radio and write a Daily Caller. I think they have to consider that also. But at the same time, I feel compelled. I have to speak out. And I hope that Donald Trump and his administration pay attention because they're missing a huge opportunity in Guatemala. That's why I take that risk. I want people to know that, especially the Trump administration, they have an opportunity to do something for the United States, to do something for their administration. If they take a look, they need to take a look. Well, I think there needs to be a cleaning of house at the State Department because we've hear, we're hearing it from all sides that in so many of these federal agencies, he moved political appointees into civil service positions, and now it's almost impossible to get rid of them. But i got to leave it there and take my break because uh, Representative Dave Bratt's coming up next. The piece is holdovers will continue Obama's agenda until Trump puts his foot down. It's at thedailycaller.com. Steve Heck, thanks for joining us in studio. You're quite welcome, and thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. All right, we're going to wrap it up in the next segment. Hand it off to Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, uh, and Patriot Tonight. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot.